Hey, metalheads, Leather Leone here, and you are listening to Focus on Metal. Rock on. Hey, Metalhead, Scott Thompson here, and if you're listening to me, then you know it's time once again for another episode of Focus on Metal. On the show this week, another returning guest, that would be Leather Leone. Been a while since I talked to Leather, it was back in uh, 2015 when uh, she did vocals on the last Chastain album, We Bleed Metal. But recently, Leather put out her uh, second solo album, Leather 2, and so she's back here on Focus on Metal to talk to me all about that. So always a great conversation with Leather, and I think everyone's going to really dig what she has to tell us about Leather 2. And also this week, well, uh, you know, this week for the remainder wasn't quite what I originally had planned. Uh, Richie and I, again, scheduling conflicts are just plain killing us. The original intent was to have a little bit of discussion, but uh, it just didn't pan out for the show this week. So I rose to the challenge and thought, you know what? We haven't done a music discovery for a bit, and the uh, the promos are piling up here at uh, Bedlam Studios. So uh, why not take the opportunity this week to uh, do a little music discovery? So that's what we got going for you this week. Great conversation with Leather about Leather 2. And we'll follow that up with some great music discovery with some of the promos we have sitting here in-house. But, uh, you know, first... We can't start this puppy off without a track of the week. Ah, yes, a track of the week that I've been waiting a while to play for you guys. You may remember that months ago I put a review up on uh, focusonmetal.blogspot.com all about the upcoming release from A Sound of Thunder. It was metal. And ever since then, I have just been waiting ah, extremely impatiently to be able to play you something from that awesome release. But as of June 15th, that puppy is officially released, and that means that I can now play you a track of the week from It Was Metal. And most of you longtime listeners know that I've been a longtime fan and supporter of A Sound of Thunder. Usually have them on whenever they have a new album coming out or some other Kickstarter project going on or whatever. Didn't happen to work out that way this time, but I was able to do the uh, one of the first reviewers of the album and got to listen to this very early on, so very psyched about it. Like I said, impatiently waiting to be able to play you guys something off of it. And uh, this week is the week. So with that, for track of the week this week, going to kick it off with the lead-off track from It Was Metal with some most metal guest vocals from Mark Tanillo of Except. This one's called Phantom Flight.
There you go. Track of the week, a little selection from A Sound of Thunder off the brand new one, It Was Metal. And if you dig them at, you can go up to, of course, the source of all things Amazon. And from there, you can pick it up in uh, in digital, in physical, as well as the uh, the graphic novel. That's available up there as well. And if you want to go direct to the source, you can go to asoundofthunderband.com. Click over to the store, and they've got... Uh, Autograph versions, not autograph versions. They got shirts, all that good stuff. So again, a sound of thunderband.com. So although I didn't really plan this and just thought about it literally right now, we're going to move from uh, one awesome female vocalist to another as we welcome once again Leather Leone to Focus on Metal. So after, I don't know, it's been way too long since her first solo album and we kind of delve into it a little bit in the interview, but uh, yep. This year, Leather has come back with Leather 2, with a great new band backing her up and some great new tunes. And we get into all of this, the tunes, where the band come from, all that good stuff in the interview with Leather Leone. So why don't we kick it off with the track Black Smoke off of Leather 2. And from there, we will go right into the interview with Leather Leone. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Awesome. Long time no speak. Yes. <laughs> when uh, was the last time we spoke? For a, a We Bleed Metal, probably, right? Um, yeah, it was. 2015, right? Yes. It's been a Holy while. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, listeners, uh, once again, one of my favorite guests back on with us on the show, and that is Leather Leone. Just put out uh, another solo album, second one after many, many years of us waiting, Leather 2. <laughs> it's, it's been a yeah. few, right? Um, yes, it has. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but awesome album. So once again, uh, the one and only Leather the Only. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks so much for the interest in the record. Oh, and I've, I've been uh, just kind of eagerly following all those tweets for for that long time that you were just teasing out all the album and stuff. And uh, yeah, oh, I know and, it took forever. We've been <laughs> sitting on this for, God, we've been sitting on it for almost a year. It took forever. Mm. So of course, one of the first things that I want to make sure people know, and I'm sure you want to let everybody know as well is, is let's talk about the great band behind the album, because obviously, you know, you were really proud about working with these guys and I want to make sure we get a, you know, credit where credits due with, with the great group of performers you have working on the album. So what? Uh, yes. Yes, the tribe that I've collected, uh, it's Vinny Tex on guitar, um, and he was my main writing partner. He basically dealt with all my BS through the whole thing because <laughs> I can be a drama queen. Um, Damon Ross, the other guitar player, Thiago Velasquez on bass, 
Jermon, um, I apologize. Oh, God, I can never even say their names. So Braulio Jermon on drums. And I obviously throw Rodrigo Scalza in there, who is my management, who's made all of this possible. So those are the boys from Brazil, as I call them. <laughs> so uh, for those of you that, that you know that, that don't know the story, why don't you give them a, a little rundown of how you actually got these guys together, the whole kind of the circumstances that uh, that just kind of fell into place for you with these, these, these musicians? Well, down in South America, it's very common that um, vocalists go down there and they hire bands for you. And you go down there and do your sets. It's very economical way and um, interesting way to do it on both ends. So I had the pleasure of a uh, 2016 of a uh, co-headlining a, a tour down there with Rob Rock. And we were using the same band with the exception of he was using another guitar player named Vinnie Tex. Hmm. So most of the times I would open the show. So every night I would sit there and watch these guys. And I mean, we, we got along incredibly. Uh, personable and the, we, we just had a really good time together so one night I just looked at Rodrigo in the t-shirt booth and said you realize that this is the band I've been looking for since I was 21 and we b both kind of laughed so we just kind of decided I just had a couple conversations with Vinny about it and when I got home in the fall you know we just started writing and it, the, musically it came together very quickly it just really worked out well for us hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's a pretty cool story, and uh, I wanted to make sure everyone heard it right from you as well, so I didn't screw it up. But uh, <laughs> not much it, to screw up. <laughs> and it is interesting, though, you know, that the fact that these guys were were back in uh, Rob Rock as well, because I mean, stylistically, you can really see that these guys can go many places because you know, like what they did with you is definitely not reflective of like what, what Rob Rock would have either. So yes. And they, they played, I know that uh, Damon, the other guitar player, he's been in Tony Martin's band mm -hmm. and the rest of the guys have played with Paul Diano. So they really have, they have a, a eclectic sense of music, even down to the point of what they listen to. Mm -hmm. They don't even necessarily listen to metal. There's Vinny is not a metal head by any means. He doesn't even listen to it. <laughs> Um, Damon is a to total Dio Sabbath head like myself. Um, the drummer Braulio is like the total other extreme. He's like, he plays in all these hardcore death metal bands. And um, Chiago, you know, he's kind of into Jaco Pastorius. And so they're really, it's, it was really a bizarre situation for mm -hmm. me. And we came together and this is what we created. I'm really proud of it. Wow. And that's amazing that knowing that, that Vinny isn't really a metalhead. I mean, I can see with with you know with the drums and it definitely you know the, it's a driving album so i can see where you kind of yes. have that you know that almost blast, blast beat influence coming in under there as well but uh -huh. the fact that that you know with with Vinny kind of being your main co-writer that these songs they are just really just yeah. driving metal yeah i mean he you know i would just kind of portray a feeling to him and say kind of this is what i'm feeling and this and he would come back with this stuff and I was, you know, and it's so pure. Everything that comes from them is so pure that it was, uh, it really brought the best out of me. Hmm. I mean, because a couple of the songs too, I almost expected it to, to almost break into Pantera. It's like, it's that <laughs> driving, you know, just like well, a little groove yeah. twist and it's like, boom, you're, you're there. So it's, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of pent up aggression and disappointment and just anger that came out <laughs> vocally for me. So I got to expel everything in the studio twice. Cause I did the vocals twice. So wow. we had a lot of fun spewing that out. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you know, definitely, you know, typical kind of classic albums, you know, format to eleven tracks, so that really fits in with kind of you know a a side, b side, and and yeah. I can tell that you you put a lot of time and effort into thinking about how these songs were going to flow because definitely you know Juggernaut leading off the album, it's one of those songs I almost always like to call like a statement of intent, you know, and that really like lets everybody know this is what this album is about. And I think it's a great job you guys did with that. Uh, thank you. I really can't take credit for that. That was that was really my management. Mm. Um, the Skelza dude, um, Rodrigo, just, he kind of just had this idea from the beginning. And I'm, you know, I, those kind of things, I don't know how to say it. They're never a priority to me. The order of the songs, the cover, none of it. It's just stuff that kind of happens. I just want to record it properly. And after that, I kind of throw it against a wall and see what sticks, you know. Yeah. So that was that was all Rodrigo. That was, that was his plan from the beginning. He, uh, you know, sent me this, the set list, and I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, and I, I think he hit it right on because everyone is saying the same thing that you are. Hmm. Good, good, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, it's it just brought me right in when I started listening to it, and uh, 
and he just got like instantly just locked into the whole the whole mood the feel and and it, it also let me kind of start to concentrate right away on lyrics as well that that the, yeah. the song structures were really were there and and so like none of that was not not like distracting and not in a bad way um but mm-hmm. it just it just let me kind of get into a sense of just being able to to like listen to lyrics and kind of you know get that going in my head so and i love albums that do that yeah well it was really important to these guys um again vinnie especially uh wanted they really wanted this record to be about me and i didn't want that i wanted it to be again the tribe thing i wanted it to be a big family i didn't want anybody to stand out i didn't want it to be a guitar virtuoso thing i didn't want it to be like oh my god leather's all whatever she is i really wanted it to be like you're talking about i wanted it to be song song oriented i wanted people to go wow did you hear juggernaut wow what is that with give me reason you know i wanted it to be like that and i think we accomplished it oh yeah definitely definitely i you know, and it's and it's a cool change for me from you know like listening to, to stuff that you were doing you know with Sledge Leather and the and the vocals and the song structures in there and 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 this and this I, I don't know for me this is just kind of like ultimate leather with this album. Yeah, thank you. I I think so too. And again, I was uh, questioning that a lot too um, with Rodrigo because you know I, I I'm really a huge doom metal person and I liked the you know, the melodrama of sledge leather. I like all that kind of stuff. And he's like, you know what? I think you should just do a straight ahead metal record. I think people just want to hear you just fucking kicking ass and doing a party record. And I'm like, okay. So again, he was right on that. Oh, and, you yeah. know, that's what just came out. It's not like we sat around and said, let's do this. That is just the energy that we all had together. Yeah. And, and it, I think it really shows in here as well. And it's, and I start to see like, you know, you get little, you get little shades of Ronnie going on in here yeah. and, and you, you know, you see some of the stuff that you did, some of the vocalizations with Chastain are coming in here. And it's, it's like your whole palette is all laid out within the yeah. album and you can really see that it's truly like just your album. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. We worked, you know, it's, it's we worked really hard in it. It's, it, it came out, we were just kind of blown away with how quickly the material came out. Mm. Now, one thing that was, you know, it kind of amused me on this is, you know, first I look at the track listing and I see track 10, American Woman. So before I even <laughs> hear it, I'm thinking like, oh, wow, how's that going to sound like with leather covering that song? And then yeah. it was like, you know, I, and I'm listening through, I get to track 10. I'm like, well, this is even better because it's not a cover. This is like. <laughs> that would have been a good song to cover, though, although, you know, you know me, I do not like covers at all. But right. Um, I, I was even thinking about it when I when I named that song. But, yeah, everyone says that. Yeah, because so that's, that's a pretty raw deal. That song. <laughs> it, it's just the fact that, you know, that's one of those songs with where, where you can just really belt a vocal and you're not worried yeah. about making it sound pretty or anything else like that. So, you know, that's what I got in my head. It was like, wow, I can actually hear her singing that. And it was right. like, oh. No, it's not that, but oh wow, this is pretty cool anyways.
is, um, you know, obviously these guys coming up, you know, working with you in Brazil and all that. So, uh, you know, they've got some road dog in them. Uh, you doing any touring behind this album at all? Yes, yes. I uh, hooked up with uh, Grim Reaper, who you know it's Steve's 35th anniversary. Ah. So we're gonna do we're gonna do the state starting at the end of September. They're putting dates together now. I know there's a couple dates right now in uh, Canada, and there's one in New Hampshire. We're doing the Gramercy. I know um, it's kind of all floating around. Uh, that's something else that my team does. They don't really let me know anything till it's in stone. But yes, I will be touring with them. And then I think we're going to try to hit Europe at the end of the year. And that's another beauty of these guys. I've never been in a situation like this. They're all like me, man. They want to live out of a suitcase. You know, they don't they don't care about the three-star hotels and the two-star meals and the crappy transportation. They just want to get on stage and play. Nice. So, yeah, we're going to do a lot of work at the end of the year. And, again, it's kind of a long time coming. I haven't, I've been home now for almost a year. So we're chomping at the bit. Oh my God, we're going crazy, but it'll be well worth the wait. Awesome. And, and I'm, I'm thinking I probably know which venue you're going to play in New Hampshire, which would be cool because it's about 35 minutes away from me. And, What's it uh, called? Is it the, are you playing the Tupelo? Oh, I don't know. I mm. don't know. Because no. uh, they, they do I, kind I, of, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty eclectic of what they book. So, you know, you might have, uh, you know, Doro one night and, and Eric uh-huh. Johnson the next and like, you oh, know, cool. just a blues acoustic guy the next night after that. And uh, and everyone they have in there, they sell out like every single show. And, and the fans that are oh, there, really? they're really yeah, in there for the band. Familiar, but like I said, it's, I, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm just kind of and I actually had the flu last week. Which I've never had the flu in my life. I have like flu brain. God, <laughs> it makes you an, it makes you an idiot. Uh well, as long as it doesn't affect your voice, we're good. No, no. no. <laughs> Thank God it didn't happen when I was out there, but no, I'm okay. Nice, nice. Yeah, so hopefully that's 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 what it is, or um, because that'd be that'd yeah, be great sure. to actually be able to come out and see you. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like I said, just stay to the you know to Leather Leone page and the Leather Leone band. It'll probably be posted there first. And I, and I know that Ro- they're out right now. Rodrigo is down in South America with Grim Reaper right now. Mm. He's doing some shows down there. And I know when he gets back, which would probably be, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks, it'll probably be announced. Nice, nice. Yeah, because there's definitely is a couple of venues, you know, in the area here that are really supporting, um, you know, metal shows. And, you know, between the Tupelo does that. Um, also the Palladium out in Worcester. You know, they just, oh, they the, just hosted. Was the, was the Palladium there in the 80s, late 80s? It was, yeah. Yeah, it's been there forever. Yeah, I wonder if Chastain played there. I don't know. Probably It kind of did. becomes a big blur after a while, but yeah, as no, long he, as I'm out playing, I don't care. <laughs> I'll play your backyard. I don't care. Now, he, he probably, you probably, more than likely, you probably played the Palladium. Um, actually, just they just invested a whole bunch of money. They redid the big room. So uh-huh. it, it's it's beautiful. I just I was out there a few weeks ago for uh, for Priest Saxon and uh, Black Star Riders and uh, yeah, just oh, wow. yeah. How it's, many people? How many? How big is it? How many people is it hold? The um the main room is like a two thousand seater. Uh huh. And then they have like a small upfront room sometimes that they'll have bands playing, and that's a smaller one that might be you know like 200, 250 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think we did. I think we played that. I seem to remember the two room thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that'd be that's a great venue too. So, but yeah, it'd be great if you if you come around. So, be able to you know, I really want to hear these things live too because I'm sure that. Oh, you got to you got to see these boys. Oh my God, they're just uh, uh, pure unadulterated. Oh my God, they've got hair from hell. I mean, they're just they just have such a good time. It's yeah. it's, it's so much fun. I, I never want to leave them when I'm with them. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. And, and, you know, when you, when you talk about their disparate musical backgrounds, too, you know, that that's kind of a, a group of people that you can definitely see want to stretch out in songs. But if you've got a bass player that's like in the Jocko, then yeah. he's used to, you know, playing with the groove and playing with the people and doing a breakout. Yeah. And so, yeah. And they're all and he's uh, him and Vinny both are, are trained in theory, which, you know, uh, can be a nightmare for some people because I do everything by ear. And some days it's like I don't have any ears. So it's really <laughs> The studio, the studio is always an adventure with leather. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, it's always good to have that good mix, though. You know, because yes, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm very lucky. Yeah, yeah, and this it, it's it's awesome though to hear that you know things are really working well with the band and stuff. And you know, for, you know honestly, for a little while, I was getting worried that it was going on for so long. It's like, oh wow, this is like. Taking I know way longer I than know. it usually takes for a Leather Leone record. So, but I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I do everything backwards and sideways and stuff. 
But yeah, I've, ha- I've actually had to be really patient. I started talking to Rodrigo in 2014. We began our relationship mm. and there, we had all this stuff planned for 15 and all of it fell through. So let me tell you, I was about ready to hang myself from the Golden Gate Bridge here that I'm looking at. But uh, yeah, it, it all patience. We need to learn patience. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. I'm in, my fi- <laughs> I'm in my 50s and I still don't have it. I just, oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, God, me too. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't get any easier. No, it, it definitely doesn't. And uh, so when you're when you guys are going out live, have you started to work up a set list? Is it going to be primarily this with some some? Yeah, prior it, stuff? it's going to. We, we do have a set list, and it's primarily the new record. Mm. Um, again, I love everything about Chastain. It's because of that that I'm even doing this. But I, it, it's time to move on. Mm. I will. I'm sure it'll always be Angel of Mercy, Voice of the Cult. For those who dare, I'll probably always throw in there. But um, no, it's the new record, and probably a couple things off Shockwaves, All Your Neon, for some crazy reason. That song works so incredibly live. I, I don't know why, but everybody loves that song. So no, it's gonna be it's gonna be mainly uh, two though for sure. Nice, nice. And, yeah. And if you guys like, because I'm I'm greedy about this stuff. Are you guys started to do any more writing for like a a leather three or anything like that, or are you kind of just hanging back? Of course we have. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, because because again, especially this... with all the frustration, all the frustration <laughs> we're going through, waiting to get on the freaking road, waiting to get this record on. I'm like, write it down, write it down, write it down. I am, I am. <laughs> yes, yeah, always writing. Yeah, so so that's interesting. I mean, do you ha- kind of keep uh, like a, a backlog of lyrics, things come in your head, and then you might hear a hear something in a song, and go, wow, I think I got something that I can put a melody and some lyrics to. Or you do you tend to? Yeah, do no, that's that's exactly how I do it. Although I need. I need um, to hear either on a piano or guitar, I need to hear uh, melodies that way. And I get really inspired, but Mm -hmm. I always get things that go in my head. So I'm always writing down lyrics. And then, you know, when the guitar, when I start hearing a guitar piece that I think fits it, then of course it all changes. But I'm also one of those people that, and I've been talking to a lot of uh, front people and they all do this. I listen to the radio and I sing my own stuff. I create my own stuff over other people's stuff, Mm -hmm. over music, which is actually very common. You know, like I love Lamb of God. I'm always doing stuff over Lamb of God or over Pantera or so I do a lot of stuff that way. Yeah, yeah. It changes all the time. Yeah. I've done the I've done the same thing and yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll be singing over it and and uh and yeah, I'll just make up some lyrics. But usually it it's like the response from my girlfriend is like, All right, that was pretty twisted. Don't do that one again, please. <laughs> but it's like yeah. just being creative, babe. That's it, you know. And yeah. it's but but it's interesting, you know, you talk about writing lyrics because I know for, you know, for a while when I was on original bands and I would kind of be diligent about sitting there and writing lyrics out. And, and I did that for a long time, but I always found that whenever I was actually in the room playing with the band is when my best lyrics would come out as well. Yep, you know, guitar yep, and that, hand that's jamming. True. Yep, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I agree with you 100%, which is really why we did the vocals twice because I was kind of doing and, you know, my sense of melody really always needs help. I'm one of those writers that, oh, my God, I come up with this great chorus and then I'm lost kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, and being in the studio with Vinny and his acoustic guitar, I mean, everything would just change. And you'd go, oh, my God. And he'd be like, try this. And you'd be like, of course. So, yeah, I, I need to hear, like I said, either it's usually acoustic or piano and the whole vibe changes for me. And it'll just flow. It just comes out. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting because, you know, I'm listening to the album and trying to, like, get in my head that, you did a lot of this against either acoustic or piano and, you know, obviously doing it on acoustic, you know, you know, this is going to work, but yeah. I don't think I would have had is, I don't know if I would have been able to do what you did on this against an acoustic or a piano. I would almost would need to have that, that kind of aggressive <laughs> crunch behind it to get that oh, really? same aggressiveness in the vocals that you have. Yeah. I think I'm actually more aggressive when he would strum his acoustic guitar. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it, you know, that's just my nature. I, you know, I'm never going to do a, a, Be- a Beatles song or anything. It's just actually making me think I was in L.A. one time and uh, was with a friend of a friend of a friend and he had a studio and he was just in there. You know, they were just jamming some Beatles tunes and I was singing them and the guy looked up at me and he said, it's a good thing that you sing metal because that's about the only thing that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of took that as a compliment. I'm like, you got it. So, yeah, it's just the way I am. It's just the way I sing, you know. Hey, no, I mean, if if it wasn't working for you, then you, everyone wouldn't be looking forward to to more leather material. So yeah, I, I I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's that is that is definitely cool. So you know, 
obviously I've got a couple of favorites off of here. You know, Juggernaut was the one that I, I like that one so much just because of the drivingness and also because it's the one that really just kind of sucked me right into the album. <laughs> smoke but you've now had a while to sit with these songs and um what to you right now stacks up as kind of the, the song on here that really speaks to you or, or that you're really happy the the most that you did uh it, well that changes every day but um you know i've told you this many times i have a hard time listening to a piece of work after i've done it mm -hmm. and i'm finding the same thing with this um that i can't really listen to it but a song that I don't hear a lot, it's not really being played or I don't rehearse to it at all, is Annabelle. Hmm. So, um, you know, I'm really stuck in the 80s when it comes to those over-the-top melodramatic uh, ballads. Yeah. So I do really like that. And that was a song that um, everyone was kind of pleased with the first time around. But hmm. I was going, no, 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 no. So when we were in Poland, I'm going, Vinny, I got to do it again. I got to do it again. So I, I like Annabelle a lot. I like hmm. the way that came out big time. Yeah, and that one is kind of a it's kind of different than the rest of the album and and it it stacks up with the whole A side B side cuz then traditionally that would be like the beginning of side B. It's always and right. usually, you know, classic albums yeah. they have yeah. like that really interesting song leading off side B. Yeah, it's that one and uh Give Me Reason was really different for me too. That tends to be Vinny's forte. He likes more jazzy, bluesy. That's the way he likes to write. Mhm. Mm and he presented that song to me, and I, I really wasn't that crazy about it. Every, Rodrigo really liked it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of don't, you know, it's kind of too Van Halen-ish, blah, blah, blah. But, and then he started listening to it. The melody and the lyrics came to me in like seven minutes, and then we recorded it, and it was like so much fun and so different um, that I, I just put it, we just, we just put it on there. But that's a really different song for me. Mm, yeah. So, you know, uh, talking about recording. So what did you guys do all this recording? Did you do it uh, sending files back and forth? It sounds like it was more collaborative in the studio. Uh, well, we, we definitely demoed the whole thing, uh, sending files back and forth. And then the guys recorded the music at H&R Studios in Rio. Hmm. And then I went down, God, I think it was last January. January, I, I lose track of the years. January 2017. Anyway, I went down there and I did the vocals and we got it all together and in a couple months went by and I get this uh, a text from Vinny that he said, you know what? I think we need to do the vocals again. And I knew that he was right. Although I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> so then uh, we started touring and we had gone out in May for about six or seven weeks last year. So in the interim of that, we had the opportunity to fly to Poland and do the redo the vocals at um, Hurt Studios, which is a place that's known for all the big death metal bands, hmm. Behemoth and Vader and Hate, uh -huh. okay, um, yeah. just to name a few. So I just walked in. It was like, ah, I mean, it was just vocal heaven. 
Um, I've never, the Hertz brothers, um, I've never had anyone cater to my voice so much because um, I, you know, I don't really tour that much anymore. So I was kind of a little freaky about my voice because I had a week of shows and then they had me booked Scott at like 9 a.m. for the next six days to sing metal tunes, you know? <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it worked out really, really well. Oh my God, they took such great care of me. They had mics that I'd never seen before. They had tips that I had never heard of before. And um, I tell this story all the time that it's the first time I ever had someone sitting behind the board say to me, hey, Leather, can you sing that a little dirtier? Can we try that a little dirtier? Um, so it was incredible mm. what, what they created because I had some hard days in there. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was just wonderful. We will go back there. I will not do vocals anywhere else. So I was, yes, I was going to ask you, like, if it throws you off at all of being so far from home recording, I think for me, it would probably mess me up. No, no, I'm kind of a, um, I, I don't really think of a home per se that Mm. I live in California. I, I'm a nomad. I'm happy wherever the music is or wherever this, this, this is my new family. We have so much fun together. Like I said, I never want to leave them. I always want to hang out with them. So no. Uh, I, I am at home where they are. So um, no, the, the music is very, very comfortable being out of California, probably more comfortable. I think leaving the States is a better place for me all the way around. Huh. Yes. Yeah, I know for me, probably vocally, I'd be, I'd feel weird doing like vocals, like far away, but I probably yeah. would have like zero problem with guitar. It'd just be like, yeah, no problem at all. Well, you know, it's, it's very personal. Recording music is a very personal thing. So yeah. it's whatever works for you. And when I was in Poland, it was kind of interesting. Of course, they spoke English, although it was broken English. Vinny speaks really broken English. So it was it was really, really educational. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yes. And so, you know, that's that brings up another thing, too, that I, I thought about when I first heard about you working with these guys and stuff, too, was was the whole, um, you know, just the whole vocal barrier and, and, and you know, getting through language. Um, well, I got to tell you, when you're with someone for seven weeks, you understand everything they're saying anyway. Mm. And they um, they uh, most of them speak good English. Um, right. Vinny's is a little more broken. Of course, he was the one that I was communicating with the most. But no, they all speak English. They all speak English. Mm. But it's funny. We'd be at the table. We'd be eating, and which is okay because I shouldn't be talking anyway. And as you can tell, I'm obviously freaking talking. <laughs> so they would be they would be in their little Portuguese and or Spanish world. I didn't know a damn thing that they were saying. So it really worked out because I would just be in my own head. They'd be all crazy like boys are. So it really worked out fine. But no, we really have no problem communicating. Nice, nice. So overall, like, what's the what's the uh, what's been the you know kind of the overall reaction to the to the album coming out? Has it been pretty positive? You know, everywhere. Yeah, you've been? yeah. it's been very positive. Um, I was uh, not worried by any means. You make music and throw it out there and see what sticks. But I was wondering what it was going to be like because this is not like the neo guitar classical Chastain kind of thing. It's not the melodrama of other projects that I try. You know, just straight ahead, kick-ass metal. So no, it's it's been received really well, much much more so than we thought. Hmm. Awesome. That that's good. Uh, you know, I think you know most people that are you know longtime fans of you at least know like where you, where you're coming from, where your heart is, and and it isn't yeah, like this is a surprise if you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're really coming out of the woodwork for me on this one. I got to tell you. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it's 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 good that you know after all the long wait that it finally, you know, we get leather too and, and people are excited about it. And it's, it's definitely, yeah. uh, you know, what I was hoping for. So that, that's great. And so it's, it's someone, uh, uh, someone texted me the other day, if they were going to have to wait till 2029 for the next one, I said, I don't know if I'll be alive in 2029. <laughs> so that's really interesting too, being, you know, of a certain age. And these guys are all like in their, you know, early thirties, late twenties and early thirties. So to them, it's like, I'll be, I'll say stuff to him. They're like, Oh, we got time. No, no, we don't have time. We got, we got, <laughs> we got to do it now. You know, remember when you're in your thirties, you're like, Oh yeah. You know, next year, uh-huh. you know, within five years, it's like, dude, the, the, the five-year plan is now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh yeah. Believe me. I remember it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it, it is interesting. Cause you know, I was talking to, uh, to uh, you know, the, the founder of O's the other day, and uh, you know the fact that he's like the last remaining original member of O's, and he's basically got just all these guys who are like in their twenties and thirties that are yeah. essentially driving 
driving it along. What's even more amazing is he's the drummer, and that's usually the guy that takes like the biggest beating next to the vocalist. And no he's just kidding. saying it's like a, it's like a rebirth for him that these guys yeah, are just exactly. so dynamic. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's a good way to put it. These guys have put so much energy into me. I can't tell you. I mean, besides the fact that I'm pretty hyped up anyway. I mean they would just stare at me and go, where do you get this? And they'd be all like, I'm tired. I'd be like, dude, you're 33. How can you be tired? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I'm just high wired. But yeah, it certainly helps people. That's my secret. I say I feed up the blood of the youth. Yep. I surround myself with them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. Well, I, I hope we don't have to wait till 2029 because it would be, no, if, if we had to wait till no, 2029, no. it means you're filling in as like the next latest singer for Guns N' Roses. <laughs> It'll be the leather band without leather. I have to get someone to replace me. But as always, Scott, I appreciate it. You know, thanks for the support. It's always really appreciated. Yeah, no, it's it's always great to talk to you. And and again, I hope we don't have to wait so damn long to uh, no, to talk it again. Won't and, it won't happen. And yeah. I definitely appreciate you taking a little slice out of your uh, out of your Monday to uh, to talk to us here on Focus on Metal. And uh, as always. Great love and support to you, and uh, you know, keeping the deal alive as well. Always yeah, gonna love that. Yeah, it's, all Ronnie. it's all for Ronnie. You know that. There we and, go. Uh, you know, stay stay to uh, tuned to the Leather Leone band page, and the tours the tour will pop up there probably soon, probably very soon. Awesome. Thanks. All right, Leather. Well, hopefully you're coming. You're coming near me. Go out and uh, and meet up. Cool. Thanks. Take take care of yourself. All Ciao. right. Good talking to you. All right, what do you say? One last uh, selection from Leather 2. This one's got really killer uh, Judas Priest vibe to it. It's called Hidden in the Dark. Once again, big thanks to Leather Leone for coming back on Focus on Metal once again, and this time talking to us all about the brand new one, Leather 2. And if you want to hook up with Leather online, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash Leather Leone or also on Twitter. She's always posting on Twitter, twitter.com slash Leather Leone. So there you go. Pretty damn easy to remember that. And it goes without saying, make sure that you go and get yourself a copy of Leather 2. So it looks like we still got about another 15, 20 minutes to go for the show this week. And as I promised at the beginning, why don't we do a little bit of music discovery? And since I've uh, seemed to have kept with the theme of female vocalists for the show thus far, I might as well just continue on that trend right now. And uh, just recently, Amanda Somerville put out uh, her one of her new project albums. It's the, the second one from her project band called Trillium. I think the last one came out like in 2010 called Alloy. That was out on Frontiers. New one, obviously, again, on Frontiers. They're calling this one Tectonic. And uh, definitely an eclectic album from Trillium. And there's tracks on there that you would expect to hear from Amanda or from, uh, you know, the Somerville Kiske albums and stuff. And then there's a track like this one. From the new one from Amanda Somerville's Trillium, this is Full Speed Ahead. (laughs) 
Next up, how about a blast from the past? Coming at us from Metal Blade, first album in, I think, about 11 years now. I'm talking Lizzie Borden's got a new one out. It's called My Midnight Things. We're talking 10 tracks of classic Lizzie Borden. Apparently, one of the interesting things about this one is, I guess, instead of going with the music and then doing the lyrics, he did this one in the exact opposite, focused on lyrics first, and then uh, then went on with the music. And like any other Lizzie Borden album, there's always a theme. And in the case of My Midnight Things, the thing is love. So from Lizzie Borden, off of the new one, My Midnight Things, this is A Stranger to Love. go a little bit of brand new lizzie borden for you up next is uh something very cool band that i've been into since their first album that came out back in 2014 been very very consistent with putting out albums put out their debut self-titled one in 2014 put out uh two in 2016 and then they got a brand new one out in 2018 called icons of the new days and of course i'm talking about Lords of Black. A lot of people know about Lords of Black because their vocalist, Ronnie Romero, is out and about with Richie Blackmore's reformed Rainbow out on the uh, that latest Rainbow release as well. And Ronnie definitely has one hell of a voice and he definitely can bring uh, can bring the deal to the party. That is for damn sure. But as I said, they got a, a brand new album out. It's out on Frontiers. It is called icons of the new days and from this one play you a little track called the edge of darkness
Camp. There you go. A little taste of the brand new Lords of Black icons of the new days. If you're digging that one, you can head up to lordsofblack.com. And if you don't speak Spanish, then definitely ask for the translation and uh, check out their tour dates. Head over to the shop area as well. They've got some nice fan pack bundles for the new release. They got an ultimate fan pack with a t-shirt and all kinds of other good stuff thrown into that one as well. And then they've got some other ones too, some like deluxe edition two CD packages. And they've always been really good about when new albums come out about actually making these kind of things available. All right, so we still got time for one, maybe two more tracks for Music Discovery this week. And uh, pretty cool one here, band that's been around since 2006. Originally, you take what is essentially Pink Cream 69 and you tack on Jolyn Turner as the vocalist, add another keyboard player to the mix, and you get the band Sunstorm. And since that time, of course, the band has gone through several different iterations and uh, now here we are in uh, in 2018, and they're putting out their fifth release. It's called Road to Hell, of course, on Frontiers Records. And if you look down the list of current members of the band, then you obviously see uh, you see uh, the uh, Frontiers influence all over it with Alessandro Del Vecchio on keyboards and organ, and uh, Francisco Giovino, who of course is with Primal Fear on drums currently, is also involved in a lot of different Frontiers Records projects. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see a band that was, like I said, basically Pink Cream 69 with Jolyn Turner as vocalist and how it's gone through all these different iterations as well. I mean, it's pretty cool to think also that, it, you know, originally got Dennis Ward was in this band on bass. And I got to note that uh, on the brand new Gus G album, Fearless, I mean, it's amazing the vocals that uh, Dennis Ward puts on there. And you, you listen and be wondering, like, why hasn't this guy been fronting his own band for a while? But anyways, I digress Back to Sunstorm. So a uh, pretty cool track for you off of The Road to Hell this week. A little track called Resurrection. said uh, either one or two uh, so i'm only uh, I'm, I'm only half wrong managed to get one more in before we have to wrap up the show for another week of focus on metal and uh, you know very cool shades of uh, all of jolin turner's past on that one and uh, by the way if you haven't read it yet uh, greg prado put out a great book a little while back called the other side of rainbow i actually just finished reading it a few weeks myself and very insightful book on rainbow as he talks to a lot of the uh a lot of the members that uh we're in Rainbow, so it's kind of not a, a narrative, but more a talking to all the different members, as well as folks like Eddie Trunk and stuff, and uh, just getting an assessment of of each iteration of Rainbow, each album with Rainbow, and and definitely people had a lot of nice things 
to say about uh, Jolyn Turner's time in the band as well as his uh, continued uh, career. So uh, there you go. Like I said, go and uh, check that book out if you haven't. It's by Greg Prado, and it's called The Other Side of Rainbow. So anyways, that is it for another week of Focus on Metal. And uh, we are now one week away from our annual summer break as we uh, take off the month of July and just enjoy some goddamn summer. But before that happens, we got one more episode of Focus on Metal before we take that break. And right now, as I sit here mixing this baby, it looks like we will finally, finally be playing that uh, next Saxon discography episode. That's right. We've been promising this one for uh, I don't know how damn long now, but it looks like uh, all the stars are going to align. We will have that one as our episode before we head off to summer break. And if you aren't a regular listener to Folk Song Metal, then you don't yet know who our very, very special guest is going to be for uh, for that episode. But I assure you, it is definitely the guest that you want to have when you are talking all about Saxon. So that's it. There ain't no more. Stick a fork in it. This puppy is done. So for Richie, myself, and everybody else here at Focus on Metal, until we talk to you again next week, have yourselves a great metal week. And as always, remember... Focus on Metal! Everything else is insignificant. Still here? It's over. Go home.